praise my heart will proclaim you are good you are good in the sun or rain my life celebrates cause you are good God you are good whoa and with a cry of
teach us a new song this morning.
you've got a 10-minute speaker, let me tell you what happened real quickly. He'll go into detail, but he had this horrific accident, and I'll let him go a little further, but it was horrible, and churches prayed for him. This church prayed for him, and he's healed. He just graduated from Liberty University. Welcome, Will Boggs. He's going to share what God did. All right. Good morning. I love your worship. It's truly inspirational. You have such a sweet spirit and amazing, um, I guess you call him Pastor Joshua, but I know him by JT. He's an amazing, amazing worship leader, and uh, I consider it an awesome, I mean, an honor and a privilege to be able to come and share with you this morning. And I don't know if, if all of you remember, but about, uh, about, about 11 years ago, when I guess everyone here was still at, I believe, Jubilee Junction, uh, your, your, church, your church had a dedicated entire service to praying for me, and I, was, I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you know I wasn't aware of it, but because I, I was in a coma, a deathly coma, but um, but God, God answered your prayers as well as the prayers of so many people around this country and my family and my church and so many. I just thank you, and there's you know nothing that can take the place of the power of God's people praying. I just thank you so much, and uh, I, I just wanted to talk to you this morning about. Um, you know, 11 years ago, I was, uh, my, you know, my little vehicle was T-boned directly where I was sitting by an 18-wheeler. And uh, uh, we were just pulling out to the highway, and an 18-wheeler came, you know, 65 miles an hour and hit us. And I was, uh, I was, when the, you know, the paramedics arrived, I was listed as a fatality. But, you know, we serve a miracle-working God, and, you know, God listed me as a miracle. And, uh, you know, I was, I was delivered from the grips of death. And so... I've, I've come back to tell my story and to tell, you know, isn't it so fitting, you know, after the Resurrection Sunday, after we celebrate the, 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 um, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he came to the earth and he was resurrected so that each of us could have resurrection life, each of us. And I want to, I want to tell you about, um, you, know, you know, God delivering me from the grips of death. And, you know, we read in Psalm 107.20 that, you know, he sent his word and healed them and he rescued them from the grave. And that is exactly what happened. My family... And dear friends, as soon as, you know, I went to the coma, they began reading and declaring the Word of God over me. And, you know, Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discern of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So God's Word is powerful. God's Word is, is um, you know, is amazing. You know, and, you know Isaiah 55 says that... Um, Every word of God that goes forth, that he speaks, it will not return to him empty or void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. So God's word, you know, I don't know what you're struggling with this morning, but, you know, God's word will bring truth. God's will bring grace, healing, forgiveness, you know, resurrection, life to, your, to, to whatever situation you're going through. There's power in the word of God this morning for you. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I feel, you know, you know, I was, you know, I was amazingly, I was in a 40-day coma. And um, as actually during that 40 days, I planned on reading this book because I planned on finding I planned on finding my purpose. But you know, God had a little bit different plans for me. Um, you know, the purpose of life. I was I was so excited. The the uh, about five minutes before I I'd asked my asked my mom and my sister. I was like, Can I read this book straight over spring break rather than taking 40 days? The the semi trailer you know hit us and you know I, I received the full weight of the 250,000 pounds of pressure and uh, <laughs> so. But, you know, God, you, got, you know, God has different plans. There's all, you know, I felt, you know, when I came out of the coma, I was, you know, after 40 days of, you know, just clinging on to life, I came out and I, was, I felt so hopeless. I, I was, I was uh, 
you know, I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed on my left side. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't do anything for myself. And I had to, I had to, um, I had to learn how to do everything again. And, uh, well, you know, it was in that time when I, I remember distinctly, I would hear my mother and my father reading God's word over me, speaking words of, of affirmation and, and truth and, and love over me. And I, I would hear those words. And just those words that they would say would just give me a glimpse of the finish, a glimpse of my future, you know, being healed, a glimpse of walking into my purpose, just a glimpse of it, and, uh, you know, so, and, and, you know, thankfully, I was able to just, you know, you know, that was, uh, you know, 2005, you know, eight, you know, eight or ten years later, I was able to walk into my healing, into my recovery, I was able to get up out of the wheelchair, and, but, you know what, I, this, the, 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 those words that my family, they, they would speak over me, it, um, it gave me it gave me perseverance to not give up, not give up hope, not you know. And you know, I know that you know if 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 I, if I had have given up and if I had have uh, chosen not to persevere in my recovery, that I would have stayed stuck in the position that I was at. And so you know, God doesn't want us to stay stuck in you know in our in our bags and our issues. He wants us to persevere through it and embrace our healing. You know, uh, you know. So now, it's my heart, it's my passion to minister and to speak to young people. To you know, not fall into the um, to the snares of this world, but to you know, embrace the purpose and the calling and the identity that they have in Christ. You know, I've I have a I've a uh, I've earned a bachelor of uh, bachelor of uh, science and religious studies and pastoral leadership from Liberty University. I travel all over the eastern, western, and southern part of the United States, and also to Ukraine, Poland, Costa Rica, and South Africa. And I've I've spoken to young people and to old people about their identity and their purpose. I'm also a uh, a John Maxwell um, public speaker and talk to, um, talk to people about, you know, their purpose and their identity. And, I, you know, it's my heart, my passion to help people find their purpose. And um, so, you know, but, the, you know, the key is, you know, uh, Matt, um, Matthew six fourteen. Jesus said, if you do not forgive the sins of any, you know, it's just so important that, you know, we choose to walk in forgiveness. Matthew 18, Jesus says, you know, don't forgive seven times, but forgive 70 times seven. And uh, so, it's, you know, it's just so important that we, in order to walk into the fullness of our calling and our purpose and our identity, as we see in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and Ephesians 1, 11, it's so important, guys, that, I mean, people, that we, uh, you know, we deal with the issues of the heart because out of the heart flows the issues of life. The, from the, you know, from the heart, we can walk into our purpose and our identity. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, I, you know, so I just ask, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm getting ready to release a book called The Journey of Purpose. A glimpse of the finish line, and you know, I'm working on. Hopefully, I'm, I'm wanting to raise money and working to produce a film called *The Legacy of One*, and how each of us we have the potential to leave a legacy. And so, you know, I ask you this morning: uh, Are do you know what your purpose is? Are you walking in your purpose? So, but you know, I, I challenge you know, you must first we must first realize our identity, as I as I spoke previously. You know, Ephesians two and Ephesians one, and I, t- I, t- I tell you, you know, just to pray, pray to God. What is my purpose? Pray to Him. You know. Uh, Luke 14, Jesus says, I came to heal the broken heart. I came to set the captives free. So, you know, I challenge you just to, uh, to not, not give up, just to persevere. And, you know, God, Jesus has come this morning to set you free. As, you know, pastor, as the pastor said earlier, he's come to set you free from, you know, from loneliness, from unforgiveness, from depression, from bitterness, from misery. So, I, you know, I challenge you to, uh, you know, walk into the purpose God has for you. And I thank you so much for allowing me to speak to you. It's been an honor and a privilege. And, um, just God bless you. Thank you so much.
And I understand this 40-day coma, you lost, I mean, you were paralyzed completely, right? You had to relearn how to walk and amazing. But um, it was, and then you, didn't, the doctors gave up on him, I understand. They said there was no hope. But Jesus said there was great hope, right? So he's alive. He's not only alive, he's a preacher of the gospel. God bless you, Will. Wow, thank you, Will. Man, that was great being with us, man. And um, this is an exciting time. A couple nights, I'm getting weird times. You know where Jack Taylor said he almost has to backslide just to go to sleep? That must have rubbed off on him because this week there were a couple times. It's hard to go to sleep. I just, uh, I'm really anticipating. But what a wonderful time it was having Jack with us. Uh, I believe we ascended. He, was, he brought, he, there was a mantle, you know, that there was an anointing that he brought, a fatherhood. And, uh, you know, to be a son, you got to have a father. To be a good father, you need to be a son. And, uh, and we're growing in that. And, uh, but, but it was a real anointing for that. But mostly the kingdom of God, you know, the focus, seek ye first the kingdom. That was his message. And, uh, but it was a powerful time and a great deposit, and uh, I'm just wanting to see what's going to happen next, and um, we'll all get in on it together. There is one thing that Jack shared. He challenged us, if you remember, to gather the prophecies. Do you remember that? And he said he received more revelation in the three days he was here than he had over the last 20 years. And we'd prayed. We'd asked the Lord to visit Jack, give him revelation, but it was over the top. And he said he had this dream where he saw all these television stations. He was changing channels, you know, one after another after another. And it was almost confusing. And he said it was the prophecy spoken over the area. And it, but it wasn't to be a confusing thing. We just needed to process them. Don't forget them. Go back. Spend time. And so I want to do some of that this morning because I feel it's important. But we'll do that over the next I don't know, months, because I can't remember all those words. And I ask you to help me. Not many of you responded. Some of you did. Thank you. So go back into your, your filing cabinet of the recesses of your mind and uh, say, Lord, what did you say? Because if he said it, it's worth remembering. If you get a dream, it's worth writing it down. Why would he give you a dream if you uh, forget it? It's not important. You can take it with you. But this morning... The title of this message, I wanted to give, I don't often give titles, but this time I did. It's the political spirit versus the prophetic word. And God's given me a word, so you got to, you're the listeners, but I'm shouting it over the internet too. Did you guys know we are actually, this, this little, there's a far greater gathering watching than that meets the eyes. You know, not only on our website, the gathering, but also All Nations TV yeah, out of Texas broadcasts our services. It's on the internet. Also, Lightcast, we're on the Roku channel. And this week, we just got on a new deal called Praiser. And it's an app, worldwide app. And uh, you can go and you can download Praiser. Go to praiser.com, and you can download that app. And uh, they have worship, music, teaching, churches. And then they have a section. Here's how you get to us. You... you Praiser.com, then you go to talk, and then you press on prophecy, and then you press prophecy. We're the only ones so far, but there'll be many. But I thought that's pretty cool. I don't want to just be added among the churches. I'd rather be in a special designation there. 
You know what I mean? So there'll be others added. But we, gotta, we have to support. It's actually a ministry of true news. So we're going to support them, just add them to the list of the missions that, that we support. And, uh, but you, it's really a pretty cool app. Anybody on Praiser, you will be. It's like a Pandora, but the Christian version. They don't have the commercials. You know, though sometimes you're listening to Pandora, and they have these stupid commercials that interrupt, and, and you know, they're stuff you don't even want to agree with. But anyway, all Praiser does is come on, I think, every half and bottom top of the hour and just say a ministry of flowing streams or something like that, you know. So everybody good. And I got to tackle this message, so you pray for me. But I'm going for something. Man, this is an incredible time to be alive on the earth. We were chosen. I often say that because I don't want you to forget. You could have been aborted. Some of you, there might have been an attempt to abort some of you. Anybody that, that you know of, you were, man, you had an attempt to abort you. You escaped. Now, some of you just don't know it. Maybe there's no one else. I don't know, but there could be someone watching. But the devil couldn't get away with it. You're here. You've shown up, and so you've got a great purpose, a great destiny. All right, I've got to jump into this message. Everybody with me, right? I'm going to, I want to jump in with all guns firing, you know what I mean? I don't want to hold anything back. If I lost sleep, then I need to make up for it. That's what I thought about people sometimes when they fall asleep. And you don't get to fall asleep here. We don't let you. But some people, they may have had a tough week. It's the only place they can get a little quiet, you know, or whatever, so they go to sleep. But I'm not going to let you go to sleep. I'm, I want to just give something to kind of set the tone of where we're going. Remember the centurion servant? He was sick, and he was ready to die. Remember? If you haven't figured it out, and I'm telling you that I know others are saying it, there will be no political solution for the troubles our nation is in. There's a different solution. It's a prophetic. It's God's word. It's what he's saying. It's thus saith the Lord. And then yielding, bowing, repenting, turning to him. But look in Luke chapter 7 real quick. This is an amazing promise of some things that happened it says in verse 5, speaking about the, uh, the servant. Remember, he was sick and ready to die. Remember that? The centurion servant, sick and ready to die. And then in verse 3, they heard about Jesus. And he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And uh, then they said, you know, talking to Jesus, this man, this centurion, he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. I thought about that when I read that. There's so many that still love America deeply. And this nation has built, maybe not built synagogues, but we have sent missionaries all over the, war, the earth. You know, we've sown the seed, the gospel. We cast our bread upon the water. I just thought that was interesting. He loves our nation, and he's built a synagogue, but his servant's ready to die. Then Jesus went with them, and, and uh, they tried to find him. Verse 7, Therefore I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. The verse 9, Jesus heard these things. He marveled. He said, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent, they returned to the house. They found his servant well. There are four things that contributed to that servant being healed. What do you think they are? Think about it. What were they? First of all, they went to Jesus. 
You can vote for who you want to vote for. I'm voting for Jesus. We've got to have God on the throne again. They went to him. He's the hope. He's the answer. And we do vote. We render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. But we render to God the things that are God's. And then the second thing was the centurion's faith. He had faith. How many of you have faith? God wants to shake America one more time with a great awakening. If you don't, you shouldn't be here because I have faith. I believe it. And I'm going to go to the, I'm not going to the grave early, but I'll go believe in it. I'm telling you, I'm not giving up. One more time, a great awakening. He's no respecter of generations or persons. And then the third thing, he understood the authority of heaven over the affairs of men. Remember, he said, I've not seen such great faith. He understood that God was sovereign. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then the next thing was the prophetic word. That's what changed the situation. Jesus spoke the word. He hadn't even got there yet. He said, if you just speak the word, I'm telling you, we speak the word, the prophetic word, guys. Things can change. Now, before I get into more of this, a friend of mine texts me. He's lot, to me, he's kind of like Bob Jones to me. He texts me often, write timely words. And he said the Lord, had, he had a dream. And it just, I want to share this with you, look in the scripture. But he said, the Lord reminded him, he said, is this not a leap year? Do you not remember? It's a leap year. And then he said to him that there's grace to leap over walls this year. Any wall. Any wall. And uh, so I wanted to look at the scripture about that. Then we'll pick back up on this prophetic word. But look in Psalm 18. Very important. Psalm 18. I've got something I've got to go after. Now look in verse 1. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. You do know him as your strength, don't you? You know him as your strength when you're weak. How many of you would can boast in your weaknesses this morning? Man, I boast. That's what Paul did. He boasted. He didn't cover him up. He said, man, I'm weak. But when I'm weak, I'm strong. Our strength is in him. We sung a song about it. The Lord is my rock. Say my rock. My fortress. My fortress. Say it. My deliverer. My God. My strength in whom I will trust. And then he goes on, my shield and the horn are the strength of my salvation. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Remember that old song, Beth? I will call upon the Lord. Remember it? You guys don't remember it. You do? Did y'all sing that in South Africa? Well, that's good. I'm so glad Dylan's back, aren't you? Give him a hand. Stand up. I forgot to announce, it's Dylan. He's back from South Africa. And um, he's supposed to only stay for six months, but we're going to work on that. Just be illegal. Shh, be quick. It doesn't matter. They don't care if you're... Anyway, we won't go there. No, we'll try to do it legally. I forget there are a lot of people watching now. And uh, I don't understand. Anyway, we're picking back up. Now look at this. You need to know who your God is, and you need to know that he will save you. Why? Because of what follows. Look in verse 4. The pains of death surrounded me. You know, right now, there are so many enemies surrounding our nation, surrounding us, our families, our children. It's an incredible time. And the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. 
Now, you know what the word ungodliness means in the Hebrew? Belial. It's a demon. It's another name for the devil. I ran across something this week. There would be a time I'd, I'd say, you better not tell people they won't believe you. But you would believe. Nothing is, is off the chart today. It's all off the chart. But nothing's hard to believe. I read this out of Charisma, and it was on a number of different sites. But did you, did you know that in the month of April, they're going to erect a replica of the temple of Baal, the archway, the gateway to ancient Baal worship in Times Square in New York City, the first capital of the United States. And he goes on, this article goes into great, great detail. It's not a rumor, it's real. It's a 50-foot archway that formed the temple's entrance. Also will be installed in London. And of course, the non-religious Americans, they don't care, they don't understand, they don't know. They have no idea what this represents. And remember, Baal worship, they offered their children in the fire. They sacrificed their children at the, at the entrance to the temple of Baal. They also, what did they do? They had these bisexual, you know, activities, perversion going on. If you think about it, it's just a, a, of what's happening already in America. You know, there's the, the child sacrifice that happens through abortion. And then there's the uh, unbelievable things going on. Bisexual, homosexual perversion. And it really is just a picture. But you know, that's a gateway. They want to open up the door to Baal in America. And, you know, this, this is also crazy. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. But it's also the exact day, April 19th, where there's another occultic festival to the worship of Baal. And it begins a 13-day period known as the blood sacrifice to the beast. And, and then it culminates on the high occult day, May the 1st. And you guys know what May the 1st is. It's the birthday of communism. We're, this is an amazing time. The devil's not going to get away with anything. We understand what he's doing. We're going to pray against this stuff. We're going to pray the gates crumble. If we don't, who else will? And it's also known as the Feast of Molech, a day dedicated to child sacrifice. Here's what God says about this. Jeremiah 32, as they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnon, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind, that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin, to cause the nation to sin. And then there's so many other scriptures about it. I got to say something. Can I do it? You guys are going to bear with me. I'm not endorsing a political candidate. I'm just grabbing hold of a teachable moment. And I can't believe there was not one single politician even those who claimed to be the lords that stood up. They jumped on the bandwagon to jump on the one candidate. I won't even mention his name, so you, you, if you're mad, I'm telling you, just get mad. But I'm going after this. They jumped on this one candidate for making a statement. He was asked a question. Did you hear it? The question, if abortion was illegal, should a woman be punished? Now, he's just thinking about, well, the law, and he, he responded, and I'm not trying to cover up because I think he's reverse course. 
He doesn't know the Lord. But I thought about that and how everybody got upset. What do you mean? How dare you? Now, first of all, there is forgiveness for abortion. There are some of you, no question, watching by one of the means that God has opened the door for the gathering to go around the nations. You've had an abortion. You know you can confess your sin, repent, and the blood of Jesus forgives you, doesn't it? Totally. You're forgiven, brand new, start. He forgives your sin, forgets it as far as the east is from the west. Is that not true? So don't be condemned. There is forgiveness, but you've got to repent. Some of you watching right now, you're under that guilt. You can't shake it off. You're not going to shake it off. The only way is to go to the cross, go to Calvary. God, I sinned. This is sin. Forgive me. He'll forgive you. He'll forgive you. He makes all things new. But can I also remind you about something? The, uh, most Americans wouldn't agree with this, but the, the wages of sin is still death. So if you think about it biblically, he told the truth. He told the truth. The wages of any sin is death, not just abortion. But somebody needs to rise up. It is sin. It's a grievous sin to offer children to the worship of Baal. That's exactly what it is. And I'm telling you, that Baal worship, they're going to get more bold, erecting the archway in, our, in New York City. But I'm telling you, the church of Jesus Christ is not going to take it lying down. We got to pray. Let me challenge you. Why don't we just pray right now? Just pray. Because I got to get to something else Jack said later on that it's, it sends the fear of God. And it, I couldn't sleep because of that, too. But right now, let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, this plan for April 9th, we pray God confusion in the camp of the enemy. We pray, God, that instead of opening a gate, a gateway, a portal to Baal worship, we confess it's already here. We ask you to forgive us, convict us, bring repentance. But, God, this natural thing which would open up a deeper gate, we pray, God, somehow that gate would fall in the name of Jesus and not accomplish the purpose the devil has for it. Lord, we ask you, cause the plans to unravel in the name of Jesus. We loose warring angels to unravel the plans and schemes of the devil. Let it be exposed and let it come to naught. And even if they erect part of it, God, let there be no power released. We declare the blood of Jesus is stronger and the name of Jesus is greater over that thing. I know when you go stuff like that, you got to watch your back. That's what you're for. Pray for me. But we can't back down. God, we can't back down now. Now, what are walls for? Let's go back. Let me read this. I hadn't even got to the message. You guys all with me? If you leave now, you're going to miss it. God gives me stuff. I get excited. I get more excited now than when I would. Hey, Will, we saw your excitement. You wait till you've been in this thing for 30 plus years. I'm telling you, it blows you away because there's always a, a mystery. You say, how did God speak to me? How did he give me that? I'm telling you, it just gets more and more. You realize how more and more you're dependent on him and you're more in awe. I want to go out that way. My last day on the earth, I want to just, oh, this is all oh, God. How did you do this? 
You are God. I just want to step over that platform from saying you are God to, whoa, you are really God. You are, I just said that when I was on the other side. You are more God than I knew. You are an awesome God. I want to go from glory to glory. I know we can do that on the earth, but I want to go, man, I want to go in the big time. You know, we're getting ready for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. We're getting ready for eternity. We just got to take advantage of this time here. But what do you do with wall? Well, let me read the rest. I ain't even got to all that yet. All right, the pains of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, not the temple of Baal, the temple of God. The earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Uh-oh, we got to take that. Emma got a big eraser. Because remember, the charismatic said God doesn't get angry. So we got to, okay, forget I read that. He didn't mean that. Verse 13, the Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightnings in abundance. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered. Do you know that's what's happening right now? What people are really made out of is coming to the surface. God's using some of these political candidates to expose what's in the hearts of others. A real Christian would not have jumped on him when he made that statement. He'd have said, you know, he'd have kept his mouth shut probably because it's a hot tomato. But then he'd got home to his wife and said, you know, he spoke the truth. The wages of sin is death and it's sin. And the only answer is repentance. We have very few men of backbone in this hour that are running for office. Very few. They claim to be men of backbone or women of backbone. Anyway, I'm getting off to another story. Verse 16, he sent from above. He took me and drew me out of the waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. There it is, because Jesus is stronger. He's the stronger one. Remember that. They confronted me in the day of my calamity. He also brought me out of the broad place, delivered me because he delighted in me. Verse 26, I'm getting to the, the, the key verse about leaping. You thought I forgot. I didn't. With the, now look at this in verse 26. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. Sounds like God to me. It's the kind of scriptures they don't want you to read. For you will save the humble people, but you will bring down the haughty looks. For you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Now here it is, verse 29. For by you, say by you, I can run against a troop, I can by my God, I can leap over a wall. You can leap over walls. Now, here are some of the walls. There are walls that are, you know, just about to fall on some folks. If that's what happened to Loretta. She's not here. But she told me a wall fell on her. Now, she fell against the wall. But it was like a wall was coming at her. And Some of you are against the wall right now. There are walls of division. There are walls that keep you back from your inheritance, what God's called you to. You know, there's, sin can build a wall, but repentance breaks it down. And so the key was we can leap over it. Leap over it. Now, stay with me. Don't get off in that political realm yet about wondering who I voted for. I'm voting for Jesus. I'm voting for my God. We've got to have God in America again. And I'm going to shout it. 
None of these candidates are going to save America. God will save America. Or he'll carry through with his judgments, one or the other. But I'm not going to bow to need a bail. But anyway, when I was thinking about this, God, we got a bunch of folks that need to leap over walls. And I saw the Lord. He told me, he said, okay, you pray for them that they'll leap over walls, but when they get over their walls, you know the real story is I'm the one pulling them over. They think they're leaping, I'm pulling them. So anyway, how many of you need to leap over a wall this morning? Something that's like a wall. Let's just leap over it, all right? Lord, in the name of Jesus, picture yourself leaping. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this is leap year. We, by faith, leap over these walls. And we thank you, God, it's the Spirit of the Lord pulling us over. Now, just, I'm telling you, he's just grabbing hold of some of you, lifting you up, lifting you up. That's what he needs. It's, that's the only way America will survive now, is if God grabs hold of our nation by the hand and pulls us out of a miry clay in the name of Jesus. Now, some of you are going to find those walls are gone. Oh, man. Now, here's some of the prophecies, and then I'm going to get to something else. Stay with me. Don't go to sleep. If I see you go to sleep, I'm coming after you. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yes. Dylan, don't go to sleep. It's jet lag. Now, he's been here a week now. He's no jet lag. But anyway, he said to process the prophecy. So here's some of the things God has spoken over us. Now, don't check out because... I'm going to teach you about prophecy, how we relate. So if you're watching on Praiser or one of these means, it's for you too. There's been words spoken over you, your nation. You need to know what to do with it. So here's something. Number one, you are no longer, speaking of the gathering, but you take it for yourself. You're no longer a secondary hub. You are a primary hub. You remember that one? I, I didn't, I'm not a grandchild. I'm, the, I'm a son of the living God. You are too. Primary. Bob Jones prophesied that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached from Moravian Falls to the ends of the earth. Can I announce to you it's happening? It's happening. Revival would break out from the mountains to the coast and beyond. Crowd, people saw crowds and tents. There was no room for them. Everybody that comes here, they all say the same thing. The walls, they're not big enough. They see the place filled. Bob Jones, remember, had a prophet. Well, he didn't have prophecy. He had a, an experience where he died, and God sent him back for what? A billion souls. You don't think we're sitting on that prophecy? Maybe not a billion. Well, maybe so. You can do anything by the Internet. Anything. Nothing is impossible with God. But I can tell you, we're claiming a bunch of millions of them, and it's for this time. Here's one you'll remember. Remember, we've been going down to Florida some with Rodney Howard Brown. First time I talked to Rodney on the phone, two things happened. <laughs> it was hot. I had the phone. I just called him. A stink bug comes inside of my uh, sunglasses. I'm trying to say hello, Rodney, and get the stink bug, and I can't because my stupid stink bug. You ever, anyway, that was wild. So I had to fight through the stink bug, and he bit me, or he did something. Stink bugs, I hate stink bugs. Anybody else? I hate them. I hate them. I see them now. I, I don't want to crush them because they stink, but I send them down the toilet quickly. You stink bug. I don't like stink bugs. 
But anyway, so I say, Rodney, have you ever heard of Moravian Falls? The first word of his mouth, he said, yes, it's the site of a great revival. And I knew it was a word from God. Promises are about to be fulfilled. Here's MFM had a meeting here, and they had all these prophetic words. There's a spiritual energy that will reverberate into nations. The eyes of all this nation and the nations would be open to what is happening here. The words spoken here would affect and change nations. The prophetic would be seen in a new dimension. I thought, that's pretty cool. They list us under the prophecy on that app. The word for such a time as this speaks to us. We are army in reserve kept for this time. We're like the Isaiah 49 arrow. Let me read that scripture in Isaiah 49. Listen, O coastlands, to me. Take heed, you peoples. The Lord has called us from the womb. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of our name, and he's made our mouth like a sharp sword, and in the shadow of his hand he has hidden us, and he made us a polished shaft, and in his quiver he has hidden us, and he said, you are my servants, O Moravian Falls, and it says, O Israel, but I'm saying to you, and in whom I will be glorified. The words spoken against this house will be brought to naught. I like that one. I'm standing on that one. People tell me they talk about you. Good, because you are blessed if you get spoken evil of. If you're being always trumpeted as some great hero, I'd be very careful. You need people to talk about you, because blessed are you. You need that. You need it. You want anybody want some of the people talking about me, talking about, I'm going to just give them to you. Hey, talk about them. All right, talk about Tyler. You can have some of them, all right? You need it. You need that. Keeps you humble. There's a Goshen anointing, a place of protection and provision. We're not backing off of that. Stuff begins to unravel. We are in a Goshen. We are in a place of protection and provision because we have a purpose, and that is to reach the harvest. People will have divine encounters when they come here. We're being raised up as a signal fire, was another word. A, a military base, a training, equipping, water going out. Remember the word that Rick Joyner had. He was, uh, it was the last meeting up here, and he said he had a dream, and he saw under the ground there was like water was like lava. It was charged, like it was ready to explode, like Old Faithful, you know, like Yellowstone. Well, the water is what? The word, ready to charge, ready to explode. And then I remember somebody, I think I listed it in here, they saw us raising up a banner of truth. We don't have any choice but to preach the truth. Woe unto us if we don't. Lance Wallnow, he said people soaking and seeking the Lord here would be those who serve in the outbreak when it happens, serving from parking cars to feeding people in the outpouring of the Spirit. Kim Clement, someone said that he spoke over Moravia Falls, saw the tents and the fields around the church. And then there's, there's just so much. I, I can't read it all. We'll do some more later. Expect a harvest. Expect to be revived. Expect to be repositioned. Expect a download of the Spirit. But you got to see this. Now, somebody gave me this. These were from the Koreans when they showed up. And we know about the passionate worship, Spirit and truth. Many will be coming. A great awakening. I remember that guy that prophesied to me and Shirley right here. If just one one-hundredth of what he said comes to pass, 
whoa, it was amazing, wasn't it? I'm going to wait and let it come to pass. But it was an amazing. A stronghold of eagles, the center, headquarters, a resting place, overcoming warriors, those who are restored, your ascending center. And some of this is kind of, you know, they repeat it and repeat it and things. Jenny had a dream. You didn't get it to me, Jenny, but somebody else got me this dream that you had. And she was talking to Don Potter, and he said, there's destiny on this place in the dream, the gathering. And then Ray Hughes began to beat on the pulpit. You remember that, Jenny? I don't know if she's still in here. But she's had this dream with Ray. There's destiny on this place. And then there was the prophecy that broke out in our worship. There's a fire burning in these hills for all the nations to see. There's a fire burning in these hills, and it starts with you and me. You remember that? There's a fire burning. And that day, if I remember right, somebody even had a flag that was on fire. It wasn't on fire, but it was a flag of fire. Well, there's a lot of good stuff. Now, why am I sharing all this with you? Because we got to stand on it. we got to believe. And I'm going to show you how we relate with prophecy, because how many of you have had words spoken over you? You just say, well, that was nice. What do you do about it? Well, here's one thing. Joshua 23, 14. Here's a scripture that came to me. And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Now, here's the real scary word. Jack, last Sunday. How many of you were here? You need to watch that. He's an amazing man for 82 years old. Man, when I'm 82, I'd like, that's just amazing. I'm so thankful for those patriarchs. That's what, to me, I looked at him, he was a patriarch, a father in America. He touched my life when I was in my 20s. And uh, just really a pretty cool story if you ask me, but you didn't ask me. No, you did. But here's what he said. Here's what he said, and this got my attention because I had to go, you know how you go, like that? What? He said one word. He said this, the eyes of the world are upon you, this place. And as it goes with you, so it will go with our nation. Do you realize the implications of that? Sunday night, I tried to go to sleep thinking about that. I said, God, that's, now maybe he just misspoke. So I asked him Monday, I said, Jack, did, or whenever, I, maybe it's Sunday afternoon, I asked him, did you mean to say that? He said, well, it wasn't in my notes, but I meant to say it. It was the Spirit of God. Now, you could get all boastful. There's no boastfulness in that. To much is given, much is required. In other words, you can't play church. I remember, I remember, was this maybe a couple years ago? We moved into this, I don't know where we were living, but I went back to that old house over in Fox Run for something. Oh, we're getting ready to sell the house. That's what it was. I'm cleaning up and stuff. Anyway, I checked the mailbox. It's, it's sat there for a couple years. And uh, there was a, a book in the mailbox. And it had been there for I don't know how long. And the title of the book was Revival, or says, Revival or Judgment. 
What do you choose for America? That was the title of the book, something like that. And I thought, well, that's neat. And then the Holy Spirit said, no, choose. That's what I said. What? Well, God, you know. I'm choosing revival. I'm choosing. That's what, I'm choosing that. And I just thought about what Jack said, and I thought, this is a serious business. Do you realize this affects our preaching? This affects our intercession? This affects our worship? It affects our testimony in the public as well as private? It, it affects our obedience? President Franklin Roosevelt, in the middle of the Great Depression, he said, some generations, to some generations, much is given. Of other generations, much is required. And he spoke of that generation. He said, this generation has a rendezvous with destiny. And I tell you, that's not only the truth. To much is given, much is required. But to those who much is required, God gives much grace to meet the requirement. So we could do one of two things. We could just say, well, that's just an old man spoke off the cuff. Or we could take it, thus saith the Lord. And we can believe that even though few in numbers, we can affect the destiny of a nation and nations. How did we get? I don't even know how fully we got on that Praiser app because people are going to download apps. Everything's on the phone. They don't watch TV anymore. Well, maybe some. But anyway. Oh, boy. Now, how do you do? How do you deal with prophecies? Spoken over you, over a congregation, over your family, you know, because things have been spoken over my children. You know, how, I mean, things have been spoken over your children. What are you going to do? Just let it go? Say, Sarah, Sarah, what is that? Yeah, something like that. Doris Day. Was that Doris Day? I remembered. I'm not that old. I don't. I don't remember Doris. Well, I do remember. But, I mean, it's not like she, I'm the same age as her or anything like that. Is she still living? We don't even know. But anyway, what do you do with prophecies spoken over you? Well, you do what Jack said. You bring them back, stir them up, remember, process them, read them, quote them back to God, things like that. But here's some things that it won't take very long. But look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Here's what we do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16. Here he says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In other words, uninterrupted communion. It's just communication, having the, the line open. You know, because we should be communing with him. It's listening and speaking. In everything, give thanks. In everything. Did that say everything? In everything, give thanks. For well, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. What are the sins? A review real quick if you've been around. What are the sins we can commit against the Holy Spirit? Quench, grieve, blaspheme, resist. You Remember, he said, you always resist the Holy Spirit, just like your fathers. Remember that. We don't want to do any of it. We want to yield to the Holy Spirit. We yield but anyway, and then it goes on and says, do not despise prophecies. You know that there are some who literally despise them. They don't even want them spoken. 
in their house because there may have been some abuses. But it means do not take it lightly. Don't underestimate it. Don't look at it as a trivial thing. Don't underestimate the word of God. Don't underestimate, thus saith the Lord. If nobody else believes what God showed you and spoke, you believe it anyway. Because you're the one that will be held accountable. And so we don't despise. And then the next one is in verse 21, test all things. That's appropriate that it's next. Don't despise prophecies, but test all things. In other words, put it under the microscope of the word. You know, those things that God speaks, bears witness, the Holy Spirit identifies with our spirit that we're sons of God. And so there's that identification, but mostly the word. There, there's some that say, well, you've got to have a peace in your spirit. That is true, but not all the time. Sometimes the word of God may create more storms in your spirit because you're trying to discern how does all that play out? What does it mean? What's the requirement? But there is that witness. And then the next thing is, you know what you do? You wage the good warfare. Remember that. How many of you remember that? First Timothy. Look over at that. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. You guys still with me? Don't go to sleep yet. We're going to end with an explosion. It ain't coming from me either. I can't, have, I can't make it happen. It's one, thing, it's one thing you'll learn, Will. You can't make it happen. You cannot make it happen. If you do, they'll all discover you're a fraud before you know it. Frauds are going to be exposed. They're going to be done away with, all frauds. Now, you know this because you're in here. The church in America is going to be shaken to its core. Shaken to the core. Everything God has created, he's tested. He's going to test the church. He's going to test your faith to see if it was a faith that was only here or was faith it was here. And you lived it. You walked it. He's shaking the church, but what is he not shaking? You can't forget. Don't forget. What is the only thing that cannot be shaken? The kingdom of God. That was the message that Jack brought us. Now, we knew that anyway, but it's like there was an anointing and there was a new focus. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. But look in 1 Timothy chapter 1, two verses. And this charge I commit to you, son, by the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Say good warfare. How do you do that? Well, the next verse, having faith and a good conscience. The battle is in your mind mostly. But have faith, total reliance upon God. That's how you wage the good warfare. It's by faith. It's always going to be by faith. Always, absolute trust. And then the next thing, look over in 2 Timothy. Chapter, there's only two more. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 16. Now watch this. Look at this. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables. When, and the word fable means stories. Say stories. Stories. When we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that for much of the church, when you talk about the power of God, 
To them, it has become a cute little story, a fable, a story. God's going to come and wreck that story. The kingdom of God is not in word only, but it comes in power, in power, and in much assurance. Now, my thought is, God, when you preach this, you better be able to back it up because that's what comes to me. Well, this, listen, if you can't trust in God in this hour, you never will. This is the time. We're going to believe him at his word or we die. Does that make sense? We just go for it. He's looking for a generation whose heart is loyal. That means you're loyal unto death. You'll follow him, though no one else is going with you. So we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made to you known the power in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, there are people mocking the second coming and all of these things in the end of the age. They're mockers. He said they would come. But listen, 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed. Pay attention. As a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. You hang on to that in a time of darkness in the time of the storm. And then he goes on in verse 20, talks about the word, the prophecy of Scripture, that it came by, it was inspired as men of God spoke, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so you wait and you believe. Listen, God is never late. If a prophetic word over your life hasn't come to pass, God is not late. Neither is he early. He's always on time. And then another thing, I'll just skim it. Remember, no, we got to look there. Second Chronicles, because you got to see that. You can't skim. What are you talking about, skim? Does the Lord tell you that? I mean, I just feel like, what do you mean, skim? What are you talking about? Listen, you got to see this to believe it. No, you'd believe it anyway, wouldn't you? No, you need to see it. You need to go home and see if these things are true. You need to test the Spirit, test the Word of God, and uh, believe. His Word has been refined seven times. But anyway, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I feel like some of you have checked out. Don't check out yet. Elaine, you had not checked out, have you? No, she never does. She's always keyed in. I'm telling you, I'm not meaning to boast, but when this book is written of what God did in this hour, your name's going to be in it. Your name's going to be in there. There was a woman named Elaine. There was a, a young man named Dylan. And there's stuff, I'm telling you, your names are going to be written in there too. I don't know. We don't care. All we want is his name. That's the key. We don't want our name written in any book. We want his name shouted above all that is called God all over the earth. He is God. Okay, you know the story. Second Chronicles chapter 20. This great multitude is coming against Judah from beyond the sea. Is there a great multitude coming against America right now? There are more enemies within America than there are without America. You know that. I know that. They are in secret places. Not secret, public places. Great seats in the land. But there's, I tell you, greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. And so anyway, they, they get this report. So Joshua or Jehoshaphat, close, fears 
He sets himself to seek the Lord. They gathered together to ask help from God. They said, God, we don't know what to do. This thing is greater than us, much bigger. Verse 9, if disaster comes upon us, sword, famine, pestilence, or famine, we're going to stand in this temple, which is called by your name. We're going to cry out to you in our affliction and say, oh, God, hear us and save us. That's what they said. Are you guys paying attention? This is a now word. For our God, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, but our eyes are on you. And then they go on. And, but then look in verse 14. Here's, here's what changes everything. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, a prophet. And Jesus, and he said, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. You just stand your position. Get in position. That's what we're doing right now, getting in position. Everybody's getting in position. They're calling, they're unction, they're anointing, getting in place, ready, doing the will of God. And then let me tell you what happened. Look in verse 20. You want 2020 vision? I could use 2020 vision. Here it is, verse 20, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. So they rose early in the morning. They went out to the wilderness. As they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. In other words, believe God, you'll be established. Believe the prophetic words, and you will prosper. Believe, thus saith the Lord. That's what he says. That's what it is. Jehaziel said, thus saith the Lord God. You know thus saith the Lord God from thus saith some man or some woman. And so as we hear thus saith the Lord, we stand on his word and we will not back down. You got to take a position. I saw Jack's wife last week. She, had, she was like a warrior up here praying for people. Did you see her? She was like in battle array. And she stood, she was just, man, thought, listen, that's the stance. You got to get in it. It's a, it's a spiritual stance. I know that. It's not in the, the flesh. But you got to be in that stance. I'm not going to back down over my children, my wife, this ministry, nor this nation. And I ain't backing up. And then you got to seek the kingdom. Because you know how do you do it all anyway. You seek the kingdom. That's it. So you, get, you throw out these big words, these prophetic words. What do we do with them? Well, we say, God, we yield, we say yes and amen. Remember Mary, how did she have a baby? She said, let it be to me according to your word. I bet you nine months later, Jesus came. Don't you think? That moment, the, the word, whoom, boom, man, gave birth. So why don't we, now we've done this before, why don't we say yes and amen to all the words spoken over our lives, this ministry, There'll be others, we'll mention them, we'll try to gather because we just scratch the surface. There's so many words spoken over us. The one that Jack said would scare me if I didn't have great faith in God. You know what I'm talking about? You think you can change history? Can you change history? If you're a son or a daughter of God, you can. What do you think? We're made for this moment. This is it. 
History is his story, but it's his people obeying him in the midst of it. Because when it's all said and done, it's our God. We throw down our crowns and we say, oh God, it's in you. You are faithful. You've been faithful all through the ages and you will be faithful unto the very last day. Amen. Wow. So let's just submit this and then I'm gonna, we wanna minister. Think of the words spoken over your life, over your family, your son, your daughter. Words you knew, you knew they were thus saith the Lord. And even if there was a little doubt, I'd just rather fall on the side of belief myself. You know what I mean? Because it's the goodness of God. So just, Lord, right now, we just say yes, Lord. Just yes, Lord. Yes, let it be. Let it be unto me according to your word. Just say that to him. Say, let it be unto me according to your word. I believe you. I trust you. I will follow you. You're my God. And I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And I know all these things will be added unto me. Not one word will fail to come to pass. And Lord, we thank you. I speak that over the people. We speak it over this place. God, I know this is not a boastful thing or proudful thing at all. We, I thank you, God, you, you choose people that know they can't because they have faith in the one that can. So, God, we say yes over the prophecy spoken by Bob Jones, by Rick, things that we haven't been able to discuss that Rick saw years ago. God, over prophetic words of those who were pastor of this church, God, words spoken over our lives, our families. Lance Wallnow, God, Bobby Connor spoke powerful words over us. David Hogan, God, there's so many. You didn't send all these words so that we could feel good about it. You sent these words so that we could fulfill the word of God and walk out the purpose in our generation. So Lord, we say yes and amen. We don't know how to do it, but we trust you. And we say yes. We say yes. Now, Lord, we're asking. We know everything has to change. Our intercession has to change. If, God, you're looking at us, if the nations are looking at us, and if what happens with us happens with America, God, change our intercession. Change our walk, our obedience. God, come. Lord, we know to much is given, much is required. But we also believe that to those who much is required, much will be given. And we ask for the grace to meet the requirement because our trust is in the ultimate requirement that your son fulfilled when he died and he rose from the dead. That's the fulfillment. And we thank you. Our faith is rooted and grounded in that love in that foundation. Lord, help us affect nations. Send people in this 
room to nations with thus saith the Lord on their tongue. God, do it. Our neighborhoods, our city, our nation. And Lord, we thank you in advance. We're gonna read about the difficulties they had erecting that stupid temple of Baal in New York City. We're gonna hear how something didn't work out right. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And God, this thing where nobody will stand up for life anymore, very few. God, would you raise up voices in the land that will remind America it's still sin to kill your child, followed by there is forgiveness and mercy and grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a new beginning. It's as if you didn't do it. That's what justified means, just as if you never sinned. What a deal that is. What an unbelievable deal. Thank you, God. If you're here and you never put Jesus first in your life, you've never been saved, don't put it off, my friend. You don't know. You don't know how much longer you have. We don't know how much longer we have. We're just going to every day live to the fullest. But if you need a Savior, he is available. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No one can come to him unless he draws them. But the Holy Spirit is drawing right now. Those of you watching by web stream, yield to him. You just, how do you do it? You just say, Jesus, I need you. Call upon his name right now in your heart. Say, Jesus, I need you. I confess I'm a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I choose to follow you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I confess you. I believe in my heart that God has raised your son, Jesus, from the dead. And I now confess you. Thank you, God. Anybody prayed that for the first time? It's going to happen. They're gonna, you guys ready? You got to help counsel. Got to help mentor. We need fathers instant, mothers instant, mothers of many. And we just bless those watching by the web stream. Oh, I told myself I was going to do this. If you made a decision, if you prayed to receive Jesus as you're watching by one of the means, please contact us. We've got a little booklet we want to send you that I have somewhere. And, uh, yeah, it's called What Does It Mean to Be a Real Christian? And we'll send that to you. We want to connect and we, our guys down in Charlotte, they have connections all over the earth. We'll get you connected to a church the best we can, a group of believers. But you email us at thegatheringchurchoffice at gmail.com, thegatheringchurchoffice at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, The Gathering Church. Amen. Is it okay if we do that? I'm going to start going for it. Listen, that is going to be the greatest tool in this hour. Far more will watch there then come in here they'll come here too but I'm going for the millions and you are too because you're a part of this amen how do you end this now the worship was incredible stand up there needs to be a shout in the house of God hey listen okay okay here's what we do here's what I'm thinking the demons are trembling right now in hell because the church is arising. There's a bunch of demons. Right now they're saying, oh, we're going to erect a gate to our master, Baal, that big demon. And they're all excited. 
we're going to spoil their party. There's a shout of the king. Let's shout Jesus reigns and then shout. And I, don't, I know they can't hear us in New York City, but the demons can hear us. And our God, our God, we want his attention. So we're going to cause an earthquake. Now, wouldn't this be cool if the moment we do this, there's a recorded earthquake in, the, in Manhattan? I'm believing for stuff like that. Lord, would you do it just to prove your God to the unbelievers, especially the unbelieving people that call themselves Christians? On the count of three, let's give a shout. Okay, everybody good? You're filled with faith. You're going to go out leaping over walls. You got grace. It's God pulling you over. You think you're leaping, he's pulling you. You just got to give a little jump. He'll do the rest. Then you get ready. All right, now here we go. One, two, three. Jesus reigns. Hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus reigns all over the earth, all over the earth. Jesus, he is Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, demons fled and healing fell, miracles fell, forgiveness fell all over you. Grab hold, miracles, grab hold in the name of Jesus.